Jesus gives as he ascends into heaven, the angel says he'll return in the same way. We wonder, am I going to have enough oil? (laughs) Forget about it. You don't have to figure out what the oil is because you're one of the wise. As a Christian, you believe the promise. And that faith is sufficient. In contrast to the foolish who were unbelievers. We're, we're coming up to Advent, and I always cringe when I hear a pastor say, well, what we need to do during Advent is to get our people to prepare for the coming of God. No. God's prepared you already. I mean, how much more preparation do you need that your sins have been forgiven, you're dressed in the robe of righteousness, he will never leave you nor forsake you, God's prepared you. That's what Advent should be about. It shouldn't be about laws or rules to follow to get prepared. It's all about that God has prepared you through your faith. And so on on that day of judgment, guess what? Whatever that flask of oil is, and we don't have to figure it out, yours is overflowing. And heaven will be your home. I'm Tom Baker. As we conclude this particular broadcast, we're going to be having... Wes Reimnitz with us tomorrow. Maybe there's something you would want to talk about, maybe about parables. You can email me at lawandgospel at lawandgospel101.com. Till tomorrow then with Wes Reimnitz on Rumination Thursday. God bless. Listen to Law and Gospel each weekday at this time on Worldwide KFUO. For a contribution to the program, make your check payable to Law and Gospel and mail it to Pastor Tom Baker, Post Office Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri 63132. You can call toll-free at 1-877-267-1962 or email lawandgospel at lawandgospel101.com. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO. There are many sounds in your daily life. Ones that make you smile. (laughs) Ones that help you relax. And there are some sounds that can help save lives. Wireless emergency alerts. Now on many mobile devices, use a unique sound and vibration to bring you critical information about emergencies in your area. With updates from local sources you know and trust, you can be in the know wherever you are. Learn more at ready.gov slash alerts. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Worldwide KFUO salute our day sponsors on this Wednesday, November 15th, 2017. Today's day sponsors are Bob and Nancy Claus. Today's day sponsors have made a contribution to Worldwide KFUO. 
in honor of Nancy as they celebrate her 75th birthday. Once again, we say thank you to Bob and Nancy Claus of Chesterfield, Missouri, today's Worldwide KFUO Day sponsors. Hi, I'm Andy Bates, and I invite you to join me at 10 a.m. each weekday as we explore the stories of experts and everyday people in their given vocations. Faith and Family weekdays at 10 a.m. on Worldwide KFUO, the messenger of good news. Underwritten by Concordia University, Wisconsin. Our AMA 50 KFUO Clayton St. Louis Church of the Week is Good Shepherd Lutheran Church Arnold. Visit them on the web at goodshepherdarnold.org. I'm Kip Allen with a KFUO News Update. An active duty service members received gender reassignment surgery, the Pentagon confirmed yesterday, amid ongoing debate over whether transgender troops should be allowed to continue serving in the military. Defense Department spokeswoman Dana White said the surgery was done yesterday in a private hospital and was paid for by the military's health coverage because the doctor deemed it was medically necessary. Yesterday, a federal district court dismissed a challenge to the Bible curriculum offered in Mercer County, West Virginia schools. Mercer County provides an elective optional class about the Bible in 19 of its public elementary, intermediate, and middle schools. On January 23rd, a lawsuit was filed against Mercer County schools, claiming that the voluntary class on the Bible is unconstitutional. Mercer County School Administrators say they plan to offer additional voluntary class on the Bible next year to Mercer High School students using the curriculum, the Bible, and its influence. A federal appeals court upheld a three-judge panel's ruling Monday that Arkansas can cut off Medicaid funding to Planned Parenthood. The 8th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals denied the request brought by three Planned Parenthood Great Plains patients to reconsider the August decision, which vacated an injunction preventing Arkansas from stopping Medicaid payments to the nation's largest abortion provider. Arkansas's Republican Governor Asa Hutchinson decided to end the state's Medicaid contract with Planned Parenthood in 2015 following the release of undercover videos by the Center for Medical Progress, which showed the abortion group's trafficking of unborn baby parts. Monday, First Liberty and the Center for Religious Expression sent a demand letter to the city of Sweetwater, Tennessee, on behalf of their client, Paul Johnson. The letter asked the city to stop using a 25-year-old city ordinance prohibiting Johnson from reading the Bible on a public sidewalk without a permit. In August, police officers in Sweetwater told Johnson that reading the Bible out loud on a public sidewalk fell within the legal definition of a demonstration pursuant to that outdated city ordinance. As such, Johnson would need a permit from the city to read the Bible on a public sidewalk. But when Johnson applied for a permit, a city official denied his request. CNN rejected the official government tally of 26 victims in the Texas church shooting, insisting that the victims included only 25 people and an unborn child. Texas is one of 38 states with fetal homicide laws that treat unborn children as individuals when it comes to criminal law. Several other media outlets have stated the official victim tally of 26. This has been a KFUO News Update. 
Hi, I'm Pastor Mark Hawkinson, host of Moments of Assurance on KFUO, inviting you to tune in to the weekend edition of the program at the new time of 7.45 a.m. Saturday and Sunday mornings. There'll be a different text and theme each week and plenty of encouragement and strength, which only the Lord's Word can supply. So join me for a quarter hour of God's power and strength. That's Moments of Assurance weekend at 7.45 a.m. Saturday and Sunday mornings on Worldwide KFUO. What is beauty today? Have we have we lost touch with what is true beauty and what role does it play in the education and nurture of our children, particularly when it comes to that, that spiritual nurture and catechesis, education in the home. I'm Andy Bates. You're listening to Faith and Family. Thanks to our friends at Concordia University, Wisconsin, for supporting Faith and Family. Find out more about them on our website, kfuo.org. Look for CUW in the sponsor section. My guest today, the Reverend Gavin Mize at Augustana Lutheran Church in Hickory, North Carolina, also author of Beauty and Catechesis, God Loves Me, such that he would give, give and a few other books as well. Pastor Mize, you there this morning? I am. Thank you for having me on. <laughs> Thanks so much for being my guest. Sorry about, uh, not sure what was going on with our connection there, but glad to have you with us this morning. Beauty and Catechesis, what is beauty today and it will get into uh, we'll dig in deeper into your book here but let's start with this topic of beauty what is beauty or our understanding of beauty today i love that you asked that question because that is part of my dissertation work that i'm working on right now uh beauty today is much different than it was say during the reformation period or uh, before the Reformation period. Today, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, as they say. Uh, that, that, it, that means that it is subjective to the person who is viewing the beauty or the architecture or the painting or whatever the um, beautiful object is. And that each individual person decides what is beautiful for themselves. But that hasn't always been the case. Uh, when Lucas Cranach the Elder painted uh, The Fall of Mankind and Salvation in 1526, it wasn't up for interpretation by the laity. It was theology, boom, right in your face in a beautiful way. And Ed Riojas has recently done the very same thing in Lucas Crinock's uh, the, the Elder's style and fashion with his, uh, I believe the proper title is The Parable of the Tenants or The, or the Parable of the Vine Dresser. Um, beautiful, beautiful painting. And I find that what beauty is today, at least ecclesiastical beauty is today, is what I like to call catechetical aesthetics. It is that instead of us interpreting the art, the art teaches the viewer. Uh, when we look at um, Leonardo's Last Supper, 
and we see that empty table, we're meant to be the guests. That's why they're all sitting on one side of the table. They're not sitting on one side of the table because they were lining up for a picture. You know, you're actually you're the one who's invited to the to the uh, to the supper. And the same thing with Lucas Crynock's uh, adoration of Saint John the Baptist to uh, the child Christ. Uh, when John the Baptist looks squarely in the eyes of the viewer, um, beauty is a reflection of the truth that is in Scripture. Outside of that, secular beauty uh, just doesn't hold a candle to ecclesiastical beauty. And there is nothing more beautiful and memorable than when you take something beautiful that teaches by itself, like a work of art, and you put it with catechesis. You put it with Luther's small catechism. Children have a 76% higher retention rate just by putting those two things together. And in this in this book, I've actually added two extra with a devotion and uh, college prayer so, so that the entire family can join along with the devotions and the child connects the beautiful image that teaches with what Luther teaches in the small catechism. How have we lost touch or have we lost touch with this understanding of true beauty? Um, have we lost touch with that, that, that definition or that understanding of true beauty? I think that we're struggling to recover it. I do. I think that we are, struggling to recover it, or as Han Yurz von Balthasar once wrote, um, you know, beauty is the disinterested one, uh, without which the ancient world refused to understand itself. Uh, a world which both imperceptibly and yet unmistakably has bid farewell to our new world, uh, a world of interest, leaving behind it's on avarice and sadness. That is, we know that we've left beauty behind when when there is no more happiness and gladness in the world because all we, all we have to do is view God's creation. And I, and I don't mean in the sense of um, aesthetical theology, but to see the very beauty that God has given to us each and every day as we wake up in our baptism. You know, to contemplate on that alone is beautiful. And we can express that beauty in art. Uh, for example, Philip Melanchthon baptizing the infant um, in Lucas Crynock, the other's altarpiece in the Catholic Church. You know, we can reflect on our own baptism by appreciating that. So to answer your question, I don't think we have lost it. I think that we are regaining it. And I think that with conversations like this, with books like Beauty and Catechesis, with artists such as Ed Riojas, um, Jonathan Mayer, um, uh, Kelly Schumacher, and you know a host of others who are, who are out there, um, and who are actually being employed by churches such as Pastor Hans Feedy's uh, River of Life Church, where Jonathan Mayer did the altarpiece. 
um, I, I truly believe that we're we're regaining ground in the area of beauty. But and I and I have dedicated my life to uh, pushing that as far as I can. Um, that we come back, we get rid of the institutional green, and basically just erase the seventies altogether, and uh, maybe get back to the fifteen seventies instead. Tell us about your book, Beauty and Catechesis. Why beauty and catechesis? Why why these two together? What I've done in Beauty and Catechesis is I have taken several different works of art. Um, I'll give you an, an example of one that is very well known. Um, <clears throat> and I paired them with actual parts of the catechism so that they can be better retained. Like I said, the, the retention rate, I believe it's 75 or 76% higher retention rate for children and adults as they go through the catechism, being able to see the work of art paired with the catechism. Each art portrays what the catechism is teaching. So, for example, um, Stephen Lochner's uh, Last Judgment has Christ coming down. And for those who have the book at home, this is on page 44, um, Last Judgment, circa 1435 through 38, um, has Christ coming down. And quite literally, you have uh, Mary on the left, you have John on the right, you have angels carrying the, the cross, and you have the, ga- the mass gathering into heaven on the left, and uh, the sheep, we'll call them, and the goats on the right being drug into hell. Um, and that picture, which is a stark picture, is a picture that is kind of hard to get out of your head. It's on the second petition, hmm. thy kingdom come. What does this mean? The kingdom, of co- the kingdom of God comes indeed without our prayer itself. But we pray in this petition that we may come, that it may come unto us also. How is this done? Our Heavenly Father gives us His Holy Spirit, that by grace, by His grace, we believe His Holy Word and lead a godly life here in time and yonder in eternity. And then from that point, I add a short devotion that ties the catechism and the art together. And then at the very end, a colic prayer that ties all four of them together, what I've called a quadrangulation that so that it will stick into the minds and they can appreciate the beauty that's in small in the small catechism by connecting it to a timeless pieces of art. How did you select the art for beauty and catechesis? Hours and hours <laughs> <laughs> of, of searching, uh, because not only did I want to get it perfect with the catechism, but I wanted to, to the part of the catechism, but I also wanted um, to be able to t- easily and comfortably tie in the devotion so that anyone from... Um, confirmation age to uh, the, their deathbed 
can read and, and understand it. I use this book along with uh, Concordia Publishing House's uh, new, uh, I believe it was released uh, last Friday, uh, the new larger explanation of the small catechism. I use both of those for uh, my for my confirmand, and it makes the memory work, which I'm a stickler on, uh, much easier when when they have a picture or a story to go, to go along with that part. You had that with uh, memory flashcards, and you and you've really given your kids something to grab hold of, to sink their teeth into, and to say, wow, I never thought of Christ uh, coming down from the clouds and the sheep being separated from the goats. What that actually would look like? What would that actually look like? Well, there are demons dragging people into hell, and there are angels who are averting the eyes of the sheep so that they not see um, anything but Christ and the heavenly celestial uh, castle in that image, in particular, but heavenly realm, where uh, the the lamb is there preparing the feast. Looking through the book, there are several different types, or, or I, I would say even genres of art. Certainly, they're they're all, uh, or most of them are what we would, I guess, point to as liturgical or sacred. Um, is there a particular style of art that you're drawn to? Me personally, um, I have found myself more and more going away from iconography, uh, Eastern iconography, uh, because it's really not our tradition. Our tradition, and I think it makes a statement and and a confessional statement when we reclaim the art of the early church. For example, uh, one of the oldest works of art is uh, named Jesus, My Friend, simply. Jesus, my friend, uh, I believe it's from the sixth, fifth, or sixth century. Uh, we have more in common with that painting than we do the harrowing of hell in Eastern iconography. So, I certainly love the Reformation era artists, particularly the Northern and German. Northern German and Southern German artists, the uh, Albrecht Dürer's, Kreinachs, both Kreinachs, uh, Hans Holbein. I love their work. Uh, however, you also have to step outside of it because we have to realize that things actually did happen before 1517, and there's a lot to be learned before then. And uh, beautiful, beautiful works of art, um, particularly as the, the printing press came out and Albrecht Dürer, or Dürer, uh, believe it or not, was the first person to have a copyrighted piece of art. There are a, a number of pieces of art in this uh in your book, Beauty and Catechesis, along with uh, plenty of, of great catechesis, you know, the, the, the small catechism, uh, and as well as uh, writing and meditation on that as well. 
Let's take a look at your uh, your other newer book as well. God loves me such that He would give. What was your motivation for this book? This book in particular uh, is very close to my heart and my wife's heart. Uh, this is actually the first book that we wrote, the last book to come out. We wrote it in poetic style. We rewrote it, wrote it again, rewrote the the writing again. <laughs> Because we wanted, uh, we we searched and searched for a book that was less Veggie Tales, more Luther. Uh, we didn't want the soft, uh, you know, kind of skirting around uh, complex theological issues, but rather giving them something to grow into instead of out of. Um, for example, I've always found it funny that if you open up a child's Bible, picture Bible, there's Noah in the ark, and they're all happy, and there's just waves. And, I, and I've always wondered, even when I was a kid, shouldn't there be, like, dead trees and people and, and a, more, a more realistic scene of God's wrath. Um, and so I wanted to not necessarily put God's wrath in there so much, but uh, to find a catechetical medium where complex theological points can be made and with vocabulary that is not easy. Um, like I said, for them to grow into, all while following our little hero here uh, as he goes through salvation history from the Incarnation uh, to crucifixion to resurrection. Um, And then directly after the resurrection, you see that salvation history applied to the boy in baptism. And there he is with uh, Noah's Ark, um, and goes from there to the confession of sins, confession and absolution, um, and even to uh, communion and the sacrament of the altar. And uh, when the child awakes, uh, he begins his prayers um, and prays with the family as they read, praise the boy bows his head. In fact, the boy bows his head, the mouse bows his head, the teddy bear bows his head, and even Saint Augustine icon there in the top left bows his head as he and the family who's reading the book praise. Father God who made the earth and knew my heart before my birth. Jesus Christ, your only son, from whom salvation solely comes and Holy Spirit, by whose light my steps are turned towards the right. Praise and glory ever be unto the blessed Trinity. And what Ed Riojas was able to do with this book is a throwback uh, to the very peak and pinnacle of the popularity of children's book. You see a very retro um, look to the book, and I, in my opinion, he outdid himself 
And with the editing of the award-winning poet, uh, Jessica Wood, it just, to, to help us, me and Ashley along, um, I personally think that this book, as a project from all of us, is one of the finest books for children I've ever read. And and I, I would not say that if it were only me who wrote it, but it was <laughs> truly was a t- uh, truly was a team project, and um, it was a, a collaboration they, indeed. It sounds it was yeah it, absolutely. I mean it, the the poetry works with the uh, the images and followed along with the, with the, the theology that I wanted to to have in there. Because basically, for the, and, and the ABC uh, book, the very first book that came out, my little ABC book, illustrated by Ryan Porter. When my wife got pregnant with our son Oliver, I looked around and I couldn't find what I really wanted. Um, CPH had an ABC book, but I felt that there wasn't much of a theme to it. Um, it, it was just sort of sort of all over the place with the letters. Um, but I, and so I wanted a theme and so that I chose the liturgy and the things that my son would see during service. And so that's exactly what we did. We put, put together uh, different parts of the liturgy uh, so that little Oliver or little Judy or little... Uh, Frankie can say, "Hey, I know, I know that 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 B is for baptism." Um, even to uh, E, E that that's for that's for the Eucharist, which is Christ's body. U that's for under shepherd, uh, the the pastor that that has God has given unto me. And though you go, so you go from the ABC book to the God loves me such that he would give book and then into beauty and catechesis and all of this done in hopes of, well, for first and foremost for my son, Oliver, uh, and for the public and also, uh, for my dissertation at Concordia Theological Seminary, Fort Wayne. Um, but the pleasure has come from being able to read, the ABC book to my son. Pastor, we are we are all out of time. How can we find these books? Beauty and Catechesis, God Loves Me, such that he would give ABC Liturgy book. Where can we find those? Uh, you can find them on Amazon. Uh, God Loves Me, such that he would give is in, both in soft and hardback. Uh, you can also find Beauty and Catechesis in soft and hardback uh, on Amazon. And you can find uh, my little ABC book on Amazon as well. Or you can go to grailquestbooks.com or mizefamilybooks.com to read more about the books. My guest today, Pastor Gavin Mize, Augustana Lutheran Church, Hickory, North Carolina, author of Beauty and Catechesis, God Loves Me Such That He Would Give, and more books from grailquestbooks.com. Thanks so much, Pastor Mize. Thank you. God bless. More resources for your family for family prayer time in just a moment.
right here on Faith and Family.